You are listening to the Zero Lives Left podcast, episode 25. Welcome to the Zero Lives Left podcast. What is it you have always wanted to do? Are you stuck going around in circles? Sound familiar? Maybe you have always wanted to start a business. Maybe there's a particular career path you've wanted to follow. Each episode, we bring you an inspiring insight from someone who has done it, how they did it, along with actionable tips on how you can make it happen. Now, here's your host, Wayne Denner. Hello, my friends, and welcome back to another episode of the Zero Lives Left podcast. My name is Wayne Denner. Good to have you with me here today. If you're just joining and tuning in for the first time, and this is your first episode of the show, welcome, welcome. Let me give you a quick rundown on how things work around here. Each show, we bring you valuable podcast banter on business and career. Every episode features a different guest who shares their experience and insights with you, the listener. Whether you're interested in starting a business, maybe you have a business, or you're looking to get started on a particular career path or job, this is the podcast for you, my friend, and we'll have something valuable and useful which will help you along on your way. Don't forget, as always, this is your podcast. If you've got any topics or guests you would like me to interview on the show, please do get in touch. Drop me an email to zerolivesleftpodcast at gmail.com or send me a tweet to at zero lives left. As always with this and other episodes, sharing is caring, my friend. So be sure to share the link of this episode with your friends. If you are listening to this podcast over on iTunes, please do remember to rate and review the podcast. If you're listening on Stitcher, a review over there wouldn't go amiss either. This show is packed full of useful and valuable information, so make sure you have a pen and a piece of paper handy to take some notes, which you can action right after this episode. We're chatting to a good friend of mine from Snapchat and recent contestant of the Irish Dragon's Den, Neve Hogan of Holis Skincare. Neve shares her insights on how she got started on business, what the journey has been like, along with some awesome tips for getting your business up and running. She also gives us an insight to what it's like to appear on the Irish Dragon's Den. All right, let's not waste any more time and get right in to episode 25 of the Zero Lives Left podcast. I'll see you on the flip side. Now, life as a startup can be a very, very daunting experience. There are lots of different challenges. There are lots of highs and there are also lots of lows. And it can be a very lonely, difficult place to be. But it's not all doom and gloom. There are lots of opportunities. There is lots of fun along the way. And on this podcast, we like to talk to people who are doing their own thing, starting up their own business and making the success of that business. Joining me on episode 25 of the podcast, one of my Snapchat buddies, I might add, is Neve Hogan. Neve, Neve, thanks for taking time out to join me on the show today. Ah, you're more than welcome. I'm delighted. Thanks for inviting me. Now, let's get right into this because you have been busy, busy, busy. I've been watching your journey on Snapchat. You had a recent appearance on the Irish Dragon's Den. We're going to talk about that later on, which I assume would have been very, very exciting. But tell us a little bit about your business, what it is you do, how you got started and how you found the journey so far. Okay, so my background is natural health. I've been a therapist for 12 years, 13 years, actually. 
um, massage, reflexology, aromatherapy, yoga, exercise and fitness. So a broad range of natural health modalities. And I suppose during that time, I became inspired to start, during my time as a therapist, I became inspired to start the business I'm in now. So my business is Hollow Skincare. It's luxurious plant-based aromatherapy skincare. And while I was a therapist, I just, I worked with essential oils and saw how they enrich people's lives a little bit. And I wanted to encourage people to use them a little bit more in everyday life. So I thought, why not create a skincare range? that has essential oils in there which are brilliant for the skin but also give people a little bit of feel good as well um, so the products are kind of like a almost a spa experience at home it just gives people a lift energizes them helps with relaxation as well so things like that but also amazing for the skin so that's where it all came from and it just really it kind of started as a hobby at first just making them in the kitchen at home um, and then my partner Paul has a background in design so he thought why not label up the bottles? Because at that stage, I was kind of selling them to clients. And then he thought, why not put boxes on them? And before we knew it, we kind of had a a line of products that looked good enough to sit on shelves. And that's what made me think, okay, maybe I can turn this into a business. And I did Christmas markets 2012. And they absolutely flew. I put pictures on Facebook and people were like contacting me saying, how can we order? I had no website, I had nothing just worked like 16 hours a day for all of December getting the stuff out and after Christmas was left with okay I need to do something here so that's when the kind of real work started with research development going for funding plans all that stuff and then we launched in January 2014 so now in Ireland the rest is <laughs> the rest is history as they say yeah now, in Ireland, there's a very buoyant startup um, scene. A lot of people like the idea of starting a business. Maybe they'd like to go out on their own. And I kind of alluded to it at the start of the conversation. It can be a very lonely and daunting experience. I know this from being a self-employed individual for 17 odd years now. There are lots of kind of lonely times where you think, am I doing the right thing? You know, it can be challenging. What are sort of the things in the early days that you kind of found, you know, were, were, were quite difficult starting a business? I suppose the hardest thing is always cash flow. I have to say most other things have happened, not, I wouldn't say easily. I've put myself in the positions to make things happen and I've enjoyed it along the way. But I think cash flow is the main problem. You know, just because you've got this business plan which looks brilliant and it sounds brilliant and it'll be brilliant if you can execute the plan. But the one thing that stops you from executing the plan is cash. So I suppose with my business, because it was a product-based business, it has export um, potential, you know, there's a huge potential to hire, to employ people. I fit into the, the remit for funding. So I was very lucky in that I got funding from the local enterprise office in Wexford to get me going and get me launched. But, you know, that, that kind of reaches a plateau eventually. So you're constantly it's almost like you're doing your work, you're doing the work, you're getting it done, but always at the back of the mind is the worry of the money. So that for me, I suppose, has been the biggest one. I've been really lucky with getting media and PR and, you know, lots of attention that way. I suppose because, you know, when you're talking about it being lonely, social media has made being self-employed less lonely, I think. If you're having a bad day, you can go on. You mightn't have to put it public, but you might have a private group that you can go in and say, look, 
this is the problem. Can anyone help? You know, you don't have to put it out there for everyone to see. And out of that, I think I've got some great friends and some great confidants that you can go to with, with these things. So I've been really, really, really lucky. I have to say, generally, things have gone according to plan. And now with new funding in place, I'm kind of back again with a little bit of breathing space, been able to execute the plans, grow the business and hopefully <laughs> bring in the sales. Now, in terms of the cash flow, you touched on that a couple of moments ago. And I think that's a big problem for many businesses when they're starting out. You know, the banks aren't lending nowadays. It's very difficult to get uh, the funding that you need in order to maybe move the business forward. And as you said about the business plan, you can go to your local enterprise agency or you can go to a local business mentor and they can help you formulate that business plan, I suppose. <laughs> but if you can't execute on that business plan, then it's going to be difficult for your business maybe to get the success that maybe it deserves or it should yeah. deserve. What kind of things, I always ask myself the question, if I knew now what I knew back then in terms mm -hmm. of the cash flow, what, what kind of advice would you give to yourself in terms of the cash flow? As in, what would I change? Yeah, I mean, or, or where would you look for it? Would you, obviously nowadays we have things like crowdfunding and all this sort of stuff that exists right yeah. now. It's maybe, I suppose, a little bit easier isn't the right word, but maybe access to it might be easier, got through social media, etc. But there are other ways, I suppose, that, you know, if you don't get the, the response from your bank yeah. that uh, you had hoped for, where you put in for that startup loan and you get declined, <laughs> there are other ways that people can pursue. Yeah, they, I mean, there's a lot of uh, supports in place for women in business now. I mean, they're, they're really trying to even out that, you know, the, in Ireland now, there's only one in five startups led by women. And they're trying to bring that up. So there are, there's funding in place from Enterprise Ireland to help females. Now, yes, you need to have a strong business plan. You need to be able to show that it's going to make money and be successful and create employment. But I think anyone going into a business needs to be able to show that. Your local enterprise office then as well is good. Unfortunately, the emphasis more are on product and manufacturing. And it's a lot harder to get funding and support. You'll get support and mentoring and things, but to get financial funding for a service-based industry in Ireland is very, very difficult. Um, I think they seem to have forgotten that services can also be exported. Now, because the internet and social media, like it's, your business doesn't have to be just local anymore. Even if you are a therapist, you can have clients all over the world, you know? So I think that really needs to change. Microfinance as well is another one that you can, has low interest rates. I don't know if it's the same in the, in the North. I'm sure the different agencies have microfinance in place. And then... I suppose there are other places you can get support is just joining groups, not necessarily getting financial support. But yeah, you talked about crowdfunding. I think crowdfunding is starting to get more popular. I don't know an awful lot about it. I think it seems to work for people in tech and for maybe people creating a game or, or something like that. I see it a lot there. But for product based, I think it's a lot harder. I think it's a pretty new thing in Ireland and maybe in a couple of years it'll be much, much bigger and people will be using it much more efficiently. But for me, I suppose I ticked all the boxes for the bank loans. I've ticked all the boxes for the, the uh, government agencies. I've got a good plan in place and it's, it's working. So if you can fit into that, it's brilliant. If you can't, it's a little bit harder, unfortunately. And that can be really, really challenging for people. 
In mm. terms of the, you know, having that good plan in place, what would be the kind of three things that if someone was listening into this podcast today, the three kind of tips that you would give for maybe somebody sitting listening to this, maybe working a nine to five job, maybe considering that they've got a great idea, they've got a really good product or something they're really passionate about and they'd like to maybe take that leap of faith and go out mm. and start a business. What would be the three sort of key things that you would say, this is what you should do? Well, the first thing, obviously, is the passion, as you said. Like, if you don't, you have to be passionate about it. You have to believe in it. You can't think for a minute that it's going to fail because if, if you have that doubt in your mind, you won't convince anybody else. So I think that's really, really important. I think the ability to ask for help and take advice is a huge thing. We can all have these great ideas and think they're amazing. But unless we find out from other people, like at the end of the day, just because you think it's amazing doesn't mean that the market will think it's amazing. So getting the advice, getting asking for help and market research, like you really need to do your market research. For me, I suppose it was I got I had the Christmas markets and I had the you know, I did that for two year two Christmases before I ever launched. And I could see straight up what were the products that people went for, lost products because they didn't sell, stuff like that, you know. So you really need to have some sort of market research exercises. And then, like, Ireland now has become my market research for going to the UK. So the more you build, then that becomes more and more market research for you. But definitely a passion, ask for help and advice and do your market research. Yeah, I think those are great. Now, in terms of the recent appearance in Dragon's Den, tell us how that all came about. How did it pan out? You know, I'd seen it on Snapchat. I'd heard about it, that it was coming up. I, You know, you were going to be on. There was a, bit, a lot of talk about it on the Irish Biz Party community online. And it was a very exciting time facing the dragons. Yeah, it, look, it, I, I loved the whole experience. It was absolutely terrifying. But I think that entrepreneurs love to be terrified. <laughs> So it was a great challenge. I'd recommend it to anybody. I suppose I went, I had never planned on going for Dragon's Den. I'd always said, no way, it's an entertainment show. I'm not going on it. I'm not putting myself in that position. And then more and more people kept saying, you should go, you should go, you should go. And then it came to us and I said, oh, here, I'll, I'll do it for the laugh. See what happens. Literally, I sent my application in the day before Christmas Eve. An hour later, I got a phone call to say, we love your application. We'd really like to meet you. Could you send us in a business plan and all your figures before the end of Christmas? And I was like, oh, gee. So Christmas was pretty much ruined <laughs> with uh, just getting the, you know, all the, the plans and the figures and stuff in. And then I met them after Christmas and they, not the dragons now, you meet the producers, met them and they said, look, yeah, we want you on the show. I still kind of in my mind thought, I wasn't thinking I was going to get investment at all. It just, I thought if I can get a bit of PR out of this, you know, get a bit of time on TV, won't that be brilliant? I'm sure, you know, if, if I get investment, great. So I was sort of thinking that way. Now, obviously, the closer you get to it, the more you want the investment. You're kind of like, oh, here, I'm going for this, you know. And when you get in there, I don't know, for me, I just, I wanted to keep them talking. I wanted to keep them asking questions. I just felt the longer I can stay in there, the better I have, the better chance I have of getting a dragon on board. So, yeah, so, I mean, you walk in, you face them, and it's like, it's, it is nerve-wracking, but it's no more nerve-wracking than making any pitch to any other investment um, panel. I didn't even notice the cameras, even though there's about 25 crew walking around you with cameras all the time. 
just so focused on them. And luckily it went really well. You know, there were a few kind of hairy moments, but most of it was great. I got on great with them. They're really, really lovely. They're not there to catch out. Obviously, you need to know your stuff. Like, don't go in there unless you know your stuff, you know your plan, you know your numbers. Everyone gets sort of worried about the numbers, but really, there's only a few numbers you need to remember. You just need to remember, you know, your projections, so your sales for the next three years, how many units of product you plan on selling, things like that. It's actually very simple and you can have those memorized before you go in and the rest is just talking about your business and your passion. And luckily for me, it worked out. Um, I got the uh, offer of investment for Eleanor McAvoy up your neck of the woods, uh, who owns Budget Energy. So yeah, and we're working away on on that now. Um, Eleanor's very supportive. She's brilliant. I was very lucky to get her and we get on really, really well which is very important, I think, if you're doing business with anyone. Investment is really, really good. And it's a big, it's a kind of a big boost because it kind of maybe helps with any of those, you know, problems. But also it's more than just the investment, isn't it? It's the mentoring, it's tapping into that person's kind of network and and all these kinds of things. That's really important, isn't it? Absolutely. I mean, Eleanor is so successful, you know, and she has amazing experience. You know, she's a really hard worker. She'll push me and that's absolutely fine because, you know, I need that. I don't mean push me in a bad way, in a good way, you know, like she knows what needs to be done and like she guides me in that. So that's really, really important, I think, in an investor. And then access to her network is just, that's priceless. Been a bit that wider network. So yeah, I think I've, I've struck gold with her, to be honest. She's great and she's quite hands-on. We talk a lot and hopefully we'll be like biggest skincare brand <laughs> out of Ireland ever. Watch this space. Yeah. Um, now tell me, in terms of the Dragon's Den, pitching obviously in a small business, pitching for new business is very, very important. And there is a skill involved in that. And it's something that just doesn't happen overnight. You don't just become an expert pitcher. A lot of people feel very, very nervous before they go and do a pitch. You mentioned yeah. already that it's really important to know your numbers and know those projections. Mm-hmm. What are some of the other things that maybe, you know, somebody needs to think about if they are pitching for an investment or they get an opportunity for something like Dragon's Den? What, what, what yeah. do they need to think about? Well, I think obviously understand focus you know if it's a product or if it's a service you need don't need to talk so much about the product or service talk about put a focus on what you're solving what issue that is going to be fixed because of your product and talk about the benefits of your product rather than the features of your product you're going to talk about the features a bit but the benefits are more important I think have your story, you know, have your story straight, where your ideas came from and through your story, your passion for your product should come out. Then I suppose to be able to show how you're going to get tell the world about this. So have, you know, a, a clear kind of PR marketing strategy is always good. They like to see that. They like to see that you've already had coverage, you know, media, PR, whatever, that people know about your product. That obviously proof that your product is, is selling. That's always good. Obviously, that's harder when it's a total startup and you don't have any proof of sales. I suppose going into the den, it's good to have some sales behind you. You have a better chance of getting an investment. And then I suppose things like having some awards is good. Like usually in my pitches, I show my passion. I talk about my background, why I'm qualified to to do this, what the product does, benefits, my journey so far. So awards, you know, media coverage, and basically then where you're going to go. If you're going export, if you're planning to launch into another market, like for me, I started in health stores, you know, now I'm moving into pharmacies and salons, so and how you're going to grow that.
that. So I suppose the, the, the beginning, middle and end is, you know, to have it, have it clear. And I'm not waffling like I'm doing now. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're doing great. Now, obviously, social media plays a, a, an important component in how you get the awareness side about your product, mm. about your brand. You're active on Snapchat. I follow a lot of your Snapchat stories and I know we interact on, on Snapchat. But so social media, very, very important for small businesses nowadays. It's made, it's made, I suppose, the startup, the starting a small entrepreneur, solopreneur, whatever you want to call it. Uh, it's made that world less lonely. Yeah. Oh, without a doubt. You have to have a social media presence. It's, I mean, just, like just to give you know even like the, the night of dragon's den you know just being on social media during that i mean the traction like you're getting the attention from the tv show as well but you're getting that extra attention then when you're on you're on social media these people are watching you on tv but they can now talk to you online like i think it's just amazing like and i'm fascinated by it i love it and they can talk to you and be in touch with you and next they're on your website buying your products you know so it's that simple but it's really really important yeah like building relationships is very important for any business and i take that really seriously i mean every single person that's involved in my business whether it's a supplier my accountant the bank I build a strong relationship with them and it's the same you can do that really efficiently on social media you can build a relationship with your end user you can build a relationship with your other business buddies who will talk about you online and promote you and support you you can build a relationship with the media and with bloggers on social media it just opens you up to a whole range of people that can help you and you can in turn help them could be just a little snippet of information that you have or something you went through that could help some other person just absolutely brilliant you need to be doing it and yeah snapchat is brilliant <laughs> i love snapchat it's great for i suppose my products because it's within the skincare beauty realm snapchat will be a place where there'll be a lot of people you know there's a lot of makeup artists a lot of beauty people a lot of bloggers on snapchat so they're the people that you know i want to connect with to help build my brand so yeah really important and you have to be active on it of course you know you can't just set the snapchat profile up or the account up or the twitter profile i mean you do have to be actively contributing and i love what you said around building those relationships you've got to be building those relationships in that social media world yeah because without a doubt yeah, and those are the people who are eventually going to go cross onto your website and hopefully buy your product or buy your service That's or whatever it, it is you sell. And even, even if they never buy your product, by building strong relationships on social media, like with the next time one of their friends mentions something, like you want them, you want your name to be the first one that springs to people's mind. And that happens by building relationships. Like there about a year ago or so, there was a question put on Twitter. Who would you say is your favorite Irish beauty brand? skincare brand and there was about probably about 15 answers on that and every single one of them had hollow skincare in it and that was like a lot of the people who said that were were people that I had built strong relationships with um you know they'd they'd have they tried the product as well or they just thought I was someone who you could work with easily I don't know but it was very much built from me building strong relationships on social media that's really important for your brand 
someone promoting your product is as important as them buying it as well, you know. And the great thing, they're effectively doing the marketing for you. Yeah. So if you build that relationship, you get it right, you invest the time, these people are going to become brand ambassadors and they're going to go Absolutely. in and talk about your products and your services yeah. and that sort of stuff. And yeah. it's, it's also worth pointing out that we actually set this podcast up via Snapchat. Oh, really? This is where we started to oh, talk yeah, about Oh, yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah, yeah sorry. You yeah. coming on the show and I said, look, I'd like to get you on to the podcast, talk about your journey, find out all about the Dragon's Den. And, uh, you know, it's, again, it's just, you know, it wasn't set up via phone call. It wasn't set yeah. up by email. It was actually set up via Snapchat. Yeah, yeah. No, absolutely. And that's like, it's funny. I have connected with loads of big things that have happened in Hollows have started out on social media with literally on, say, on Twitter or whatever, saying, look, contacting a media person and saying, look, would you just throw us a follow there so I can send you a DM? And they will. And you just send them something in and I've ended up in the national papers just from sending a tweet. You know, like it's, you have to use it. You have to use it. And the same with Snapchat. Definitely. All the editors, all the magazine editors are on there and it needs to be used. Businesses need to be used it i would worry for businesses who are not taking it on i think there's a very very short time scale left for businesses who are refusing to take it on yeah so it's, it's, it's a bit like the, the early days of twitter whenever you know i got on the twitter you know a lot of businesses were saying oh i just don't understand that twitter i can't get that twitter and as a result <laughs> of that they, they 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 stuck their head in the sand and they avoided twitter and they didn't want to go near it now they're suddenly trying to get onto it and it's a lot more difficult to build that yeah. audience. And, they, you know, if you get in early and you invest a little bit of time and you try to build some relationships with people and just organically see where it goes, it, you don't know where it's yeah. going to take you. Yeah. Oh, no, absolutely. Yeah. It, it, I know that it's like, what the I don't have time for it. It <laughs> me mad. It's like, well, it's actually should be part of your PR strategy. Yeah. You, know? <laughs> yeah, you can't exactly. afford for not to have time for it. Look, you can waste your time on social media as well. But once you have a plan in place, once you know why you're using social media, then it can really work for you. Not being in there willy-nilly, but if you know what your objective social media is, it can work so well. Totally, totally. Now, listen, I know you're incredibly busy, so I, I just managed to get this all squeezed in today, and I appreciate the time, Neve, on this. How can people get in touch with you? Give us the website address, give us the Twitter, give us the Snapchat. Is there anything coming up over the next couple of weeks that people need to be aware of? Where can they buy the product? Let's get all that in before we... Yeah, so it the website is holos.ie, so H-O-L-O-S dot I-E. On Twitter, you can get me at holoskinneve, and the same on Snapchat, it's holoskinneve. Neve and on Instagram then it's Hollos underscore skin underscore Neve. You can buy online on Hollos.ie. Neve, thanks for taking time out today to join me on, on this episode. I really appreciate it. I think it's been great. There's been a lot of really useful, valuable information on this show from pitching tips, from getting your business up and running and, and the whole focus around building that relationship and the importance of building that relationship, which is key. So thanks once again for taking time out today. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, I really enjoyed it. I don't know about you, but my pen has been on fire and I have wrote a serious amount of notes based on what Neve has shared with us on episode 25 of the podcast. I think many of us, our businesses actually start out as a hobby. You know, we're kind of tinkering with something. Maybe we're generating a few pounds, a few euros from it. And maybe it's time that we started to look at how could we take this hobby, this idea that we've had, this thing that we're playing with that's maybe generating us a few pounds, and how could we turn that into an 
actual business and something that we can do full time and even make a career out of it. I think Neve emphasized something which was very, very important and something which can, you know, really be challenging for many businesses. It's the issue relating to their cash flow. Cash flow is really, really important. Uh, Neve put it in a, in a really good way that cash flow can actually stop you from executing your business plan. So make sure that you have access to the cash that you need in order to help develop your business. Now Neve shared some ideas of where you could potentially access cash flow, but remember it's going to be critical and it's going to be very, very important as you build your business and as you start to grow new services, new products within your business or your organization. It's really important that you put yourself in a position to make things happen. I completely agree with that. You have got to put yourself in the position. You are the captain of your own ship. You are in charge of your own destiny. So you need to make sure that you put yourself in a position to make things happen. Of course, social media is a great way to do that. By getting on social media, by being active on the social media platforms, by getting into the groups, by getting into things like Irish Biz Party, you know, by getting into things like Belfast R. There are a number of other Twitter chats and Facebook chats around Ireland and the UK and indeed all over the world where you can actually put yourself in a position by contributing to those communities in order to make things happen. I loved Neve's three tips for businesses. Passion is important. You know, you gotta be passionate about your business. You gotta be passionate about your service. You gotta be passionate about your products. Ability to ask for help and take advice. I think that is very important. Many of us are scared, uh, maybe we don't have the confidence to reach out and ask for help from other people. That is really, really important. Get yourself a good mentor on board and ask for help. And the advice that that mentor gives you, make sure you take it on board and make sure you implement it because that will help with your business and help develop your business even further. Marketing research is fundamental. You've got to carry out the market research. You've got to research and research and research before potentially you launch your business. So make sure you carry out that market research, particularly if you're launching any new products or services. I loved the story about the Dragon's Den, you know, what it's like being in there, what it's like pitching, some of the key things that I'm taking away because we're all involved in pitching. We got to sell our products, we got to sell our services, we got to pitch our business to potential customers and we don't know when we might get an opportunity to go on Dragon's Den or we might get an opportunity to pitch our business to a potential investor. So it's really important to understand your numbers. That is critically important. What do you solve? What product or what problem does your product or your business solve? What are the benefits of your product? And make sure you have your story straight. Look guys, a lot of great information, a lot of great valuable takeaways in this episode of the podcast. Once again, a huge thank you to Neve for giving up her time. Make sure you stop by and check her website out at holis.ie. Connect with her on Twitter, connect with her on Facebook. Of course, she's on Snapchat and she's a great point of contact where you can reach out and you can ask a question. Don't forget to check out our products. Christmas is coming up in the next couple of months. If you're looking for a really nice gift for someone, stop by holus.ie. Okay, we're going to be coming back very soon with another episode, episode 26 of the podcast. So stick around. I'll see you very soon on the Zero Lives Left podcast. 
Thanks for listening to the Zero Lives Left podcast with Wayne Denner. Make sure to check out Wayne's new book, The Student's Guide to an Epic Online Reputation, available from WayneDenner.com and follow him on Twitter at Wayne Denner. Tune in next time.